Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Check podcasts. Hello and welcome to Mike Check. My name is Paul Hazem, and today we're diving deeper into the black history of British Columbia, more specifically, the black history of Victoria. And to do that, we're joined by a woman who's not just an expert on the city's black history, being on the board of directors for the BC Black History Awareness Society, but it's also her family history. Barbara Hudlin, welcome to Mike Check. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming here. And I say you wear your heart on your sleeve, but you also wear, is it your great-great-grandparents right on your shirt, right? Yes, I do. So tell me about your great-great-grandparents. So I really don't know them. Okay, yeah. But they um, were brought here by Sir James Douglas. Wow. Um, He sent a letter out in San Francisco, and they were a free black, which means they weren't slaves. Right. And so um, then they um, came here to Victoria, and um, that's where the rest of us all came from. Wow. And so I know that you you obviously don't know them, but what right. do you know about them and their struggle and their story of coming to Victoria? So I know that um, when they first came here, they lived on Yates Street, which the house is gone now. It's a condo. And then they um, also moved to Central Saanich. I also know that um, my grandfather had a lot to do with the building, the church, which was called Shady Creek. Wow. And then now it is called, I think it's a Baptist now, more. But we just made that a heritage building wow. at the beginning of February um, this year. And so um, I'm very happy and honored for that. And also, um, he was also the first pastor there at that church. Wow. Yeah. That's really amazing. It, it is. I mean, there was a lot of unrest in the U.S. at for that sure. time, especially for, sure. for black people. But mm-hmm. it wasn't always welcoming in Canada either. And that's an important note. Do you know anything about the reason they chose Canada and Victoria? Because they thought it was a better place to live and safer. And that's, that's why they decided when Sir James Douglas sent that letter out to bring them here, um, that they accepted that. Right. And what was life like for them back in that time? I think from talking to Doug and that, um, there was, there was times, I mean, I, it's just how life was. But I truly think on the overall, they were accepted better here mm-hmm. than they would have been maybe accepted somewhere else. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, it, it, was it a big group that made their way to Victoria? Was it a small group? Like, how was that community then compared to now? Because it does continue to grow, right? So our community grows. I mean, I can remember when I was going to school here. I was related to all the black people. Wow. Now I'm not. Mm. And that's okay. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's good. Okay. That's good. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, I think it was a smaller group, you know, because there's the Alexanders, there's the Barneswell, there's the Woodses, there's the Starks, you know, and then, then they start to marry. So then, you know, we get the Hudlands, and then it just continues on. 
Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You talk about the Stark family. I know in the Salt Spring Library, there's right. a picture on the wall, and mm-hmm. that is celebrating the Stark family. Right. It's one of the first black families to ever come. They were on exactly. Salt Spring. So it wasn't just Victoria. It's on a number no. of places. But exactly. I'm just interested, the more you dig into the history of your own family and black people in Victoria, what do you find out about life and what life was like for them and how hard a struggle it was because we like to think of Victoria as a very welcoming place but it w- isn't always no no and and it, and it had its moments for sure of course and i think that um they taught my aunts and uncles a better way and that they were not so like you know when i when i talked to um Doug and my dad um, they didn't have a lot of racism here. Right. Right. They they were accepted. Um, when my grandfather was building that church, a lot of the neighbors in that area came and helped. Wow. And um, so, you know, when you look at it like that, um, maybe it was the best choice for them was right. to come here. What were some of the struggles? that they were dealing with as well. Because, I mean, that is, that's very accepting and to have people accepting of them. But you mentioned there are struggles and it's a work in progress. It's a still work in progress well, today, right? So, you know, when Sir James Douglas brought them here, um, there was, this was um, pretty much a white place. Of course, of course. And then all of a sudden, this man is bringing to Victoria all these black folks. So I'm sure that even though they, you don't hear a lot about it, I, I'm sure there was struggles, that there was the racism, the racism. But I think it's how you act towards people mm-hmm. on how that was. There's always going to be that one. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think that was um, that so much hard because I, I don't hear that from my aunts and uncles. Interesting. Right. You know, my grandmother had seven children here in Victoria. And so, um, you know, and I can remember my aunts came here cause they, they went to Seattle, um, later in life, they moved there and they came here for central highs, um, reunion. And years ago, central school was boys on one side, girls on the other. And, um, so I remember talking to them about, um, you know, when you went to school, did, did you have it? And, and she said, no, you know, there's the odd person. But other than that, no. No. Wow. I mean, it's, I, I'm interested. Is that unique to Victoria more so than anywhere else? Because I've heard some of the stories in Vancouver. I spent a lot of time in Vancouver. I know Hogan's Alley. So that's and... that's my family. Hogan's yes. Alley is also my family. Right. Was it similar similar story in Vancouver? I don't think so. No. I don't hear that it was. Interesting. Right? I hear that there was a lot more racism over there yeah. than there was over here. I wonder why that is. I think it's just who you are and how you're raised. Hmm. And I, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm involved in a lot. I, you know, I, I'm on the board for the ID African committee for the city of Victoria, um, where we work with giving out grants and working with people of African descent. Um, I think that it's, um, I think it's excelled. And so you don't really have that. I don't think you have it as much as, as people think hmm. that we do have it. 
That's really interesting. I mean, as far as you're concerned, were, were you always on Vancouver Island, and how did you feel? How- so I, I was born here. Yeah. And then um, when I was seven, I went to live in Seattle. Okay. And um, it was very different there. So tell me about that. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm new to the school, and um, we were rioted probably the third day I was at Madrona Elementary, and um, I was petrified, right. petrified, and um, you know, I, I'm. I'm not as dark as most people um, that I was going to school with, so um, it was um, it was stressful. It was it was stressful. It was a change wow. for me, for sure. For some of our listeners and viewers who might not know what rioted means, can you can you explain? So it's like where a gang comes to the school and they come in and yeah, and so we had to go into this down into this basement and yeah, it was it was pretty scary. That's very scary. It is, and right. I I never had experienced that here. Really? And so then where did it go from there? How did you get to a place where you felt safe and comfortable and accepted? I think it's, so I did end up coming back here. I think I only went to school there for two years, came back here. I think it has a lot to do with kindness. Hmm. It's, it's how you approach people. It's how you talk. And I, I think that that's, that's a huge part about it. You know, there's there's the odd person through COVID that was would say something, um, and I I just ignore it. I, I I don't feed into it. Do you have to build up a bit of a, a tough exterior to deal with that? I think so, but that's how it, that's how I was raised. Right. So I I don't know any different to that. Yeah. Right. Something you said about kindness and being a wonderful human. I think that's uh, something that you are celebrating with your uncle, Doug Hudlin, the gentleman umpire. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, Doug with Barbara Hudlin after this. More Mike Chat coming up. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Mike Check. My name is Paul Hasem. Today we are talking about BC's black history, more specifically Victoria's black history, and we are joined by Barbara Hudlin. And Barbara, you're telling me that you've just finished a documentary on your uncle, Doug Hudlin, the gentleman umpire. So tell me a little bit more about Doug. Yeah, so Doug is that gentleman. Yes. Um, You know, he was the umpire for Little League. My dad, Parnell, was the umpire for softball. Years ago in 1939, they got together, Doug and my dad and his cousins, and um, made a baseball team called the Brown Bombers. And they played out of the Alexander Park over off of um, Bay Street by Fernwood. Wow. And um, so I think Doug was determined to play baseball. And so eventually he... um, met up with a fellow who said, oh, maybe you'd like to umpire. Mm -hmm. And um, 
he brought Doug into umpiring, but Doug has that quality about him, that softness about him. I, I've never seen that man raise his voice. And I'm sure there was times that he probably could have when I was a child at me. Um, but, um, yeah, he became, and then, you know, people were calling him that gentleman umpire. He, um, he volunteered at all the ballparks in the city of Victoria for Little League and especially national, 40 years at national as, um, as an umpire. So, um, when Doug passed, the city of Victoria contacted me because he had worked for the city of Victoria for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they contacted me, and then at that same time, um, the Hall of Fame in St. Mary's contacted me and said that they wanted to honor him in the Hall of Fame. So um, I had been the president of Squamalt Lions for 10 years, and so it was, I felt up to me to step up and, and carry his legacy. It's amazing the testimonies I get about, wow. about Doug. It, it's just unbelievably amazing. I mean, Doug has been gone eight years now and I still get testimonies about Doug. And so I, I'm very honored and I'm hoping that he's honored. Yeah. Speaks to the mm-hmm. measure of the man. That exactly. He truly was. And uh, you mentioned, I mean, a member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. We celebrate Doug Hudlin Day here in yes, Victoria. And we do. the more I was reading up on Doug and yourself, uh, I, f- I understand he was a almost like a father figure to you. Yeah. He was. My dad died when I was 20. Wow. Um, or was, yeah, 20. And um, Doug just became that person. And also, um, you know, I was raised by my dad, which is a single man. So Doug and Aggie were part of my life. Hmm. And then, of course, baseball was part of my life. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, um, did you spend a lot of time at the ballpark? I'd oh, imagine. for sure. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine. For sure, all ballparks, and um, yeah, and and I and I do love ball, and you know now um, I am the vice president of Little League in the city of Victoria now, so cool. and um, a fellow named Tack is the president, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's um, a blessing. It, it's it really fills your heart. There, there's no doubt about it. Something that you mentioned in the first segment was COVID, the pandemic. And obviously that was a tough time for everyone. But it really, there felt a sense of divide in the world. Like the pandemic shined a light on a lot of issues that still Mm -hmm. exist in this world. Right. Be it underlying racism, unconscious bias. I think a lot of people really started to see, okay, yes, I can be better. I still need to be better. So... How much do you still see that? How much does that still exist? And how much further do we need to go, Barbara? There's always, we can always go further. Of course. And I, I see it getting better. Okay. But I think it has, it, it has its moments. I see sometimes, like, you know, I can be somewhere and I see people not being kind to one another. Mm. Right? And, and to me, that, that's hurtful. But um, I, I see it. I think I've seen it a lot more during COVID. I think people were not understanding COVID, being angry. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think it's, it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. I don't, we really, you know, I can remember years ago, lots of screaming in ballparks and whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't really see that now. No. We don't. And the numbers have gotten up. More kids are playing baseball now. That's good. And um, that's a blessing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah. 
I mean, it it is good to hear that we are getting there. We're working on it. But you mentioned comments. People would make a comment to you here and there. That that must still hurt. And how do you kind of deal with that? Yeah, sometimes I just talk to somebody about it. I just say, oh, guess what happened to me today? And then I say it. Other than that, I just, um, I just, just let it go, right? And that, and that's what I teach my grandchildren. Like, just, just let it go. Don't, don't, don't get all stressed about it and hold on to it. Talk about it. Say this is what's bothering you today, because mm-hmm. I think holding on to it is 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 just not good. No, right? is it? Is it? A... And that's one thing about Doug. You know, you could talk to Doug about anything, anything. There was nothing that you couldn't talk to Doug about. Wow. Right. He and I think that always that's so willing important. to listen. Being open, being able to listen. And right. Being accepting, even if you don't deserve any of the comments and things exactly that are being right. said to you. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry that those comments are said to you. I, I mentioned we talk a lot about being an ally and people say, oh, like this is being an ally. This is what this means. But right. what does being an ally mean? And how could I or someone one of our listeners reviewed, how can we be a better ally? I think just by being that better person, being kind, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I have learned in the last couple of weeks, I guess, about multicultural. I I use that word a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, my grandson said to me, oh, you can't use that word anymore. And I said, why is that? And he said, because when you talk about multicultural, that doesn't include people with disabilities. You need to talk about diversity because that includes everybody. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that amazes me Yeah. That, um, that diversity, and I'm happy for it, that it includes everybody because we do need a word that includes everybody. Where mm-hmm. I think multicultural just includes people that are of different races. It doesn't include everybody. That's such a powerful way to look at it, especially, I mean, there, there's reason to be bitter and angry and frustrated, but to come at it's it from the answer, though, from, from that vantage point of, of kindness, but also that willingness to learn, that's so powerful. Yeah. It, it, you know, being bitter and stuff is not the answer. It's not going to get you anywhere. Something I want to talk about is this magazine, the BC Black History Awareness Society. Now we have a physical magazine. It is beautiful. I'm just going to show it on the screen here. I get. I was reading through this, and my wife was reading. She's like, "This is amazing." So this is somewhat recent. Tell me how this magazine. So this is recent. Be. We, um, the BC Black um, History Awareness Society, built this magazine. So this magazine is given free to all teachers so they can talk about anybody they want Amazing. out of that magazine. Um, lots of school libraries have it now. Um, I took it and spread it all around Vancouver. It's, it's an amazing, amazing book. And um, I think it was the best thing we could have done to talk about black history. But black history, you could talk about black history 12 months out of the year yeah not just february well and how important is that to make sure I think that it's, this it's so important yeah right because yeah. for every nationality we talk about it all throughout the year so we need to talk about black history all throughout the year as well and how powerful was putting this together because i know the online version does exist but actually putting it physically on the page I think it there's was, a power to that right? it was it was the best way to go with it i think having it online was kind of okay but um, when I took this to the schools, 
they were very happy to have it. Yeah. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. You know what, Barbara Hudlin, you're amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming in today, but also thank you for, for sharing both your, your insight, your history. It's just, it's all very powerful. Thank and you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. More mic check. Coming With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to Mike Check. My name is Paul Hasem, and we're going to end the show with the lovely and talented Jessica McCool. Hey, Hi, Jess. Paul. How are you? It's been a while it's since you've jumped while. on the show. I know. I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you for coming to come back. Here. And yeah. today we are talking about BC's black history, more specifically the island's black history. And yeah. you've got an awesome website to tell us about that really profiles some black-owned businesses it's, on the island. It's right? great. I had never heard of it before. It's afrobiz.ca. So cool. And uh, yeah, it's a webca- uh, website rather showcasing black-owned business and entrepreneurs in Victoria and on the island. And there are companies out there that, it blew my mind. There's going some through... amazing websites from food to different things. Like, there's category. so many different Home, categories. Grocery, yes. it's Awesome. Awesome. So if you can, take a look through this website. It's great. Um, uh, There is one business that stuck out to me. Lots of them. I was really hard for me. But I would like to showcase Baraka Shea Butter. They're based out of Duncan. And uh, Gifty is the owner. She was born in Ghana, moved to Canada in 1980. And... uh, they craft shea butter wow. from the shea nut. The women in Ghana, in her hometown, are crafting the shea butter, and she's wow. distributing it worldwide and employing these women what? in Ghana. It's it's an incredible story. And this is happening just in the Cowichan Valley? Just up, you know, just in Duncan. I love that. I know. I love stuff like that. So, yeah, they extract by hand every bit of the shea butter from the shea nut in the Sahara. That is Like, so it's cool. just amazing. So, yeah, if you can, um, check them out again. It's um, Baraka Shea Butter. Okay. Baraka Shea Butter. Baraka Shea Butter. Yeah. And there's another organization there you want to highlight, So, the right? Asamba African Arts and Culture Center. Amazing. I know them well. We work yeah. with them. Um, they put on Africa Fest in Victoria awesome. yeah. every summer. It's a great uh, event uh, showcasing the, you know, the cultural heritage of the African uh, descent through history, food, so, music, yeah. dance. It's a great festival. It doesn't get enough love. We no. need to put that one out there because there's so many things going on in Victoria well, that's in the why summer. You're, here. you're giving Come them on, the love Africa now. Africa Fest, yeah. it's a good one. It's <laughs> so is. fun. It's two nice. days and it's just it's and just some a of the best event. food you will ever oh eat. God. Ever eat. Yes. Like it's so good. Africa Fest <laughs> this summer. It's a great one. So yeah, just you know, so many wonderful people doing so many wonderful things in this it. community. Never ceases to surprise. It's really, me. really cool. And just one more yep. time, because I know a lot of our viewers and listeners will ask, what is the website again? Yeah, it's Afrobiz with a Z, Z. dot C A. I love it. So awesome. great. So great. It's been a while since we've had you back on the show again. Yeah. It's so lovely to have you back. Hopefully Thank it you. becomes more of a regular occurrence. Something I also haven't done is a random fact of the day Ooh. to end the show. And some people ask, why don't you wear a tie? When you do mic check, well, it turns out that wearing a tie can actually reduce blood flow to your brain by 7.5%. We don't need that for you. No. God, I'm hanging on by a thread (laughs) as it is. Just hanging on here. I might not wear a tie on air anymore.
<laughs> uh, Jessica, thank you again. Thank, thank you to you Barbara Hudlin for being a fantastic guest today. Remember, you can listen, you can watch anytime on the Check Plus app. That has been another episode of Mike Check. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.